Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, the founder Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Om Aginati Marandasya Ganangana Sadakya Chaksurin Miritam Inatasma Isri Gurveen Maham Sita Tanimanovista Stabitam Yerabutare Sayam Rupa Kadomayam Didati Swapanandikam. Well, the holidays are upon us. Christmas is right around the corner, so we want to talk about the light of love. Love in the spiritual world is unconditional love. Love in the spiritual world. It's like true light. Light doesn't shine on some and withhold its brightness from others. Light is there equally for all. True love, like true light, does not discriminate. The great artist Vincent van Gogh said this, those who love much, do much, and accomplish much, and whatever is done with love is done well. Love is the best and noblest thing in the human heart, especially when it is tested as gold by fire. Happy is he or she who has loved much, and although he or she may have wavered and doubted, they have kept the divine spark alive and returned to that which was in the beginning and shall ever be. So this is a season when all over the Western world, Christmas is celebrated. Christmas is a celebration of God's expression of love for us through the appearance of Lord Jesus Christ. According to the New Testament, Christ didn't draw a circle and love only those close friends and family members who were within the circle. His love was like light, expanding unlimitedly, it made no distinctions between living beings, old or young, high, low, rich, poor, prince, peasant, animal or human. He had the same consideration for every living entity as it is stated in the Bhagavad Gita. He was in true knowledge, vijaya vinaya sampane brahmana gavi hastana, seized with equal vision a dog, a dog eater, an elephant, and a high class brahman because of the eternal spirit soul, which is within each and every one of those bodies. Now would you agree with me that it's easy to love people that are just like us, cool people like us, dress like us, worship like us, live in the same sort of a neighborhood. That doesn't take a lot of effort, but what about the people who are different from us? People we don't understand, people we don't agree with. As far as we're concerned, they're making poor choices. It's easy to size them up from the exterior, put them in a box, think they're not for me, they're odd, I'm going to keep my distance from them. But think for a moment about how it is that God's love is not exclusive. God's love is inclusive of all living beings. It doesn't exclude those that are different. It doesn't write people off because they're not where they should be in life. Unconditional love says, I'm going to love even if I don't agree with you. I may not agree with your lifestyle, with your doctrine, how you're raising your children, the friends you're choosing, but I know this, you are made in the image of Almighty God. And I am not called to judge you. I am called to love you. In a letter to one of his 
disciples, Prabhupada, our spiritual master, wrote to Hamza Duda, with great pleasure, I have noted your unbounded enthusiasm to carry out this great mission of spreading the light and love of Godhead in this dark material world. That is the only requirement for successfully completing the perfection of the living condition that you should always unconditionally reflect the mercy emanating from the lotus feet of the Lord. An extraordinary event took place about 40 years ago in the Gulf of Mexico. A fellow named Daryl Dorr was working on an oil rig capsized right into the water. Daryl found himself trapped in a room on the oil rig. And as the rig sank deeper and deeper, the lights went out and the room where he was trapped began filling with water. He was thrashing about in the darkness. He made a discovery. A huge air bubble was forming in one corner of the room. He kept his head inside that air bubble and prayed that someone would come and rescue him. He describes later that as he prayed, he felt God's presence there deep under the water. Can you believe it? For 22 hours, that presence comforted him. After 22 hours, he saw a little pinprick, a tiny star of light shimmering out there in the pitch black water. Was it real? Was he imagining it? Was he hallucinating it like that? He squinted his eyes. And as he looked, the light seemed to grow brighter. He squinted again. He was not hallucinating. The light was real. From the helmet of a diver who was coming to rescue him, he was going to be saved. Let's take a page from this book. Not write people off because they're down deep in darkness. They're too low. They're too far gone. Krishna is pleased when we reach down to help others. Nachatajman Manushishu, Kastyame. Krishna says, of all my parts and parcels, those who are most dear to me are those who share the good news of the immortality of the soul and the possibilities of the human spirit. So often we judge people for where they are today. We think, I'm not gonna associate with them. They're a mess. They're sidelined. They've made too many mistakes. They don't come from the right family. No. Krishna can use you to turn things around for them, to plant seeds in their hearts. Your love, a good encouraging word, something to pick up their spirits, make their day a little bit brighter. Could be that you're a part of the plan that Krishna has for their life. Krishna is counting on you to make a difference, not only in your life, but others' lives too. And so in order to do that, we can't go around with a holier-than-thou attitude. We have to take off our judgmental glasses. If it weren't for the grace of God, any one of us could be right where they are. The same things that we're tempted to be judgmental and critical about, if not for God's goodness, we could be struggling with those same things in our life. If we had walked in their shoes, been raised in their family, fought the battles that they fought, we would understand why they are where they are. In the areas that you're strong in, they just happen to be weak. And in the areas that you're weak in, lo and behold, they actually may be strong. 
God gave you your strength so that you could help them out in their weakness. He gave them their strength so they could help you out in your weakness. And when we show this unconditional love, it's important to note that people are not likely to respond right away. It may even seem like you're wasting your time, you weren't doing any good. They keep on making poor choices even after you try to make a difference in their life. But here's the key. Seeds never die. Researchers found seeds not too long ago that were 4,000 years old. They've been sealed in an airtight coffin. The interesting thing is that when they planted the seeds, much to their amazement, the seeds took root. And they grew. They were still alive thousands and thousands of years later. In the same way, the seeds that you plant, seeds of hope, seeds of encouragement, seed of mercy, they never, ever, ever die. May look like it's not growing any good, but the reason they're not growing is because the soil of that person's heart is hard and rocky, and that seed cannot yet take root. The good news is that the seed is still alive, and at the right time, Krishna or God will soften their heart, loosen up, till that soil, so to speak, and that seed you've sown will take root, grow, and produce a wonderful harvest. Nothing you're doing to reach out and lift up other living beings is ever wasted. Every time that you show love, you're sowing those seeds. Sometimes we think we have to convince people. We have to tell them what they're doing wrong, point out all their faults, make sure they feel really guilty. No, Krishna's in their heart. He's telling them what they need to hear. He's the one ultimately that's gonna have the power to turn them around from within. It's not our job to change them or to convince them. Krishna does that in his own time when they're ready from within the heart. Our job is to just keep sowing those seeds, showing unconditional love, and at the right time, they'll come to life. In London, during the time of Queen Anne in the 18th century, there weren't any electrical streetlights. A law was passed requiring everyone whose property fronted on a street or alley to hang out a light from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. in the evening during the months of September and March for safety. It was declared that everybody was responsible for the safety of their neighbors and any pedestrians that were passing in front of their property. And to ensure that, a man with a lantern would go throughout the streets every night crying, hang out your lights, hang out your lights. That's Krishna's message to you today. That's why Krishna brought you here today. Krishna's saying to you, don't cover your light. Don't hide your light. Show your light. Hang out your light. You're responsible for the safety and the well-being and progress of all living beings that God sends into your life. One believer used this analogy. He said that in his basement, some potatoes had begun to sprout even though they were in the darkest corner of the room. How would they obtain light? Then he noticed a copper kettle hanging on a wall opposite a small window. He figured out that sunshine was coming through the window. It was hitting that copper plate and being reflected 
over to where the potatoes were and there were just enough light reflected into that dark corner to allow them to sprout. That's our job. That's the job of anyone who claims to represent and serve the Supreme Personality of God. And we need to reflect enough light from God that we can bring some cheer into even the darkest corners. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, the splendor of the sun, which dissipates the darkness of this whole world, comes from me. And the splendor of the moon and the splendor of fire are also from me. In the purport of this verse, Prabhupada writes, the beginning of knowledge can be established by understanding what the Lord explains here. Everybody sees sun, moon, fire, electricity. One should simply try to understand that the splendor of the sun, the splendor of the moon, electricity or fire are coming from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The living entities are essentially the parts and parcels of the Lord and he's asking them to number one, absorb his light and his love and number two, reflect that light and love onto others. It is said the sun is illuminating the whole solar system. That sunlight is due to the spiritual effulgence of the Lord. Without the rise of the sun, all the activities of the living beings would be nullified. We use fire to cook our foods. We use electricity to run our factories and now our cars. So many things are done with the help of fire. Sunrise, fire, moonlight are so pleasing and so essential for our well-beings. We can't live without them. So if you can simply understand that the light of the sun and the splendor of the moon and fire are emanating from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then your Krishna or God consciousness is off and running. Without his mercy, there could be no sun. Without his mercy, there can be no moon. And without his mercy, no fire. Without the help of the moon, sun, and fire, nobody could survive, even for a moment. Martin Luther said, can a rock that has been in the warmth and heat of the sun all day not give off warmth and heat at night? And the answer is no, it will do so. Similarly, can a devotee who's lived in the sunlight of Krishna or God's love and mercy fail to give off light and love? And the answer is no. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. You have to have first things first. Don't ever say to anybody else, you start loving others. You be nice. You be kind. No. First, you have to live in the sunlight of Krishna's love. To bake in the sunlight of Krishna or God's compassion. We need to, first of all, absorb God's light into us and then start giving off the love. May your love shine on us, Krishna, so there will be peace on our family, peace on earth, brotherhood, and goodwill towards men. Again, love like light should be inclusive, not exclusive. Equally distributed, not rationed. One should be merciful, not judgmental, understanding, not critical, accepting, and not condemning, not rejecting. And you think about it, all of our major holidays celebrate God's love and mercy in some way or other. Christmas, Easter, 
Janmashtami, Diwali, Ram Nomi, Pongal, Hanukkah, Yom Kippur, Ramadan. Love never fails, it is said. When you show love, you're showing God. When you're merciful, understanding, accepting, you're healing, you're restoring, you're bringing new life. Our part is to keep showing unconditional love. Not, I'll love you if I agree with you. No, our attitude should be, if you have good morals or no morals, I'm still gonna love you. If you're clean and sober, or if you're strung out and addicted, I'm still gonna love you. If you're gay or straight, Republican or Democrat, black or white, Hindu, Christian, believer or atheist, animal, reptile, bird, doesn't matter. It is said that if you have love for one another, all men will know that you are children of light. And what would this world be like if instead of judging people, we'd really start loving people? So what they don't look like you? They're not supposed to. <laughs> Krishna made them different. Maybe they're not where they should be in life right now. That's okay. They're on a journey. They're not a finished product. Maybe they don't worship like you. They might come from a different denomination, different culture, maybe even a different faith. That's okay. Don't shut them out. We don't say an Eastern sun or a Western sun. We don't say an Indian sun or a Chinese sun. We don't say a Vermont sun or a Florida sun. The sun defies all those attempts to limit it or to define it. But so many times we have this narrow vision of God. We have our little circle and we exclude everyone else. We point out their faults, what they're doing wrong, where we don't agree. We focus on all the things that separate us. The longer I live, the more I realize that God's circle is wide, expansive, unlimited. His mercy knows no bounds. And when we get to the spiritual world, we might be very surprised at who we find there. I heard somebody say that thinking your religion or your set of beliefs is the one true religion or the one true set of beliefs is like filling your bathtub with water and calling it the Pacific Ocean. Everybody's missing it somewhere. Nobody has it all. And love, bigger than a theological difference. It's bigger than what church you belong to. It's bigger than what faith you practice. It's bigger than a political or a philosophical difference. I don't have to see eye to eye with you in order to love you. If you draw a circle to shut me out, I'm going to draw a bigger circle to keep you in. Another joke. A young Irishman had immigrated to New York City. One day he was crossing a busy intersection where the light was against him. A policeman stopped to ask him what the problem was. The policeman was also Irish. And this young, newly arrived Irishman was delighted to meet another Irishman. So the policeman explained to the newcomer, you can cross the street when the light turns green. The Irishman understood. He waited for a moment. The warning light turned orange just for a second, and then it turned green, and it stayed that way till the Irishman was safely across the street. He turned back to wave and thank the policeman, and he said, they don't allow the Protestants much time, do they? <laughs>
When you love unconditionally, you have a wide circle. You're not judging everybody to see if they fit in your little box. Your light and love is meant to shine on blacks and whites, animals, Hispanics, Democrats, Republicans, Protestants, Aggies, Jewish, Buddhists, all the mammals of the earth. That's what the kingdom of God is going to be like. It's called the peaceable kingdom where there is no enmity. I'll share a song by MC Yogi with you, but you're going to have to help me out on the chorus, okay? Hush, little darling, don't you cry. Every little thing's going to be all right. Don't you worry. Don't you be afraid. Everything's going to be okay. Open up your eyes and break the chain. Turn the key and open the cage. Love will always find a way. I say always remember. You say never forget. Always remember. Always remember. I say what you give is what you get. What you give. What you give. I say want love. You say give love. Want love. Want love. I say give love. You say give love away. Give love. Love is the best medicine. I shine like Edison whenever I let it in. Love is the power that opens every flower, transforms its coward into a champion. When you're lost, love is sent to remind you, offering signs and providing guidance. Love is infinite, unlimited, timeless. Look inside your heart is where you'll find it. Always remember, never forget, what you give is what you get. You want love, you gotta give love. Give love, give love away. Love is the answer, love is the key, love is the glue between you and me. Just open up your eyes and you will see love is the thing that sets us free. Love is the remedy, love is the cure, love is the only thing that will stop the war. It's what everyone's looking for, then what in the world are you waiting for? Always remember, never forget, what you give is what you get. You want love, you gotta give love, give love, give love away. Love to your mother, love to your father, love to your brother, love to your sons and your daughters, love to your sister and all your friends, shine your love in all directions, giving and receiving, you just like breathing, because. Living to give love gives life meaning. Love is righteous and it might just save the world from the global crisis. I always say, always remember. You say, never forget. Always remember. Always remember. I say, what you give, you say, what you get. What you give. What you give. I say, want love, you say, give love. Want love. Want love. I say, give love, you say, give love away. Give love. Give love. Give love. Throw your arms up if you know what the time is. Open up your hearts and let it shine the brightest. Love is all we need to get by. Love is all we need to get high. Open up your wings and let your love fly. Always remember, never forget, what you give is what you get. You want love, you gotta give love. Give love, give love, give love away. <laughs> Martin Luther King said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. In a letter from a Birmingham jail to some clergymen who had actually opposed and criticized Martin Luther King for being too extreme, he wrote these words. Gentlemen, the question is not whether we will be extremists. The question is, what kind of extremists will we be? Will we be extremists for hate or extremists for love? will be extremists for the preservation of injustice or for the extension of justice. In that dramatic scene on Calvary's Hill, three men were crucified. They were all crucified for the same crime, the crime of extremism. Two were extremists for immorality, and thus they landed below their environment. The other, Lord Jesus Christ, was an extremist for love, truth, and goodness. And therefore, he set a new standard for all generations to come.
I hope that circumstances will soon make it possible for me to meet each one of you, not as an integrationist or a civil rights leader, but as a fellow clergyman and brother. Let us all hope that the dark clouds of prejudice and hatred will soon pass away from our fear-drenched communities and in some not too distant tomorrow, the radiant stars of love and brotherhood will shine over our great nation with all their scintillating beauty." End quote. Every one of us this evening can say, where would I be without the mercy of God? When we didn't deserve it, when we made mistakes, God showed us his unconditional love and he's asking us to pass it on, pay it forward, give that same love that he gave to us to other people. Don't look at them through eyes of judgment. Look at them through eyes of mercy. Well, true, I just don't think that she should be wearing that in church. That's not appropriate. Well, maybe not, but I would rather she be wearing that in church than wearing it out in the clubs. Would you agree with that? You don't know what she's been through. You haven't walked in her shoes. There's usually a good reason why people are the way they are, and we got to give them room while they're in the process of changing. If we're judgmental, holier than thou, look down on them, that's not going to help them move forward. That's conditional love. If you meet all my demands, I'll love you, then I'll accept you. No, God freely gives his love. Let us do the same. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Don't judge by the exterior. I found that whether I wear a suit or whether I wear blue jeans, I'm still the same inner me. My spiritual self is the same, whether I'm wearing cotton or denim. What's important is the attitude of your heart. So what if they don't look like you, if they don't dress like you, if they don't act like you? It's all right. They're on a journey. They're not a finished product. Here it is, real simple. Don't judge unless you be judged. If you don't judge, then you won't be judged. You may not understand someone, but you don't have to understand them in order to love them. You don't have to agree with them in order to accept them. That's why it's called unconditionally love. One last story, I heard about a lady and her husband. They had a dog named Lucky. Whenever they had company for the weekend, they would always warn their guests to make sure they didn't leave their suitcases open because Lucky used to love to sneak in, get something out, and take it down to the basement where his toy box was so that he could play with it later. And they were always finding their guests' belongings down there in the basement. So one day the lady was diagnosed with breast cancer. She was in the hospital for several days. The husband would take Lucky on his nightly walks, but it just wasn't the same. Lucky really loved this lady. Whenever she was in the house, the dog would follow her around like her shadow wherever she went. And when she came home after the surgery, she was pretty weak. She couldn't even make it upstairs to the bedroom. So she just lay down on the couch. And of course, Lucky was happy and overjoyed to see her. And he lay down by her side. You could tell that Lucky didn't like the fact that she was feeling weak and badly. So the lady dozed off to sleep. She woke up an hour later and it was hard to breathe. She felt this 
weight on her chest and she was hot and she felt all these things poking on her. She began to panic. Oh my God, what is happening to me? And when she realized what was happening, her concern turned into a huge smile, great joy. Lucky had gone down to the basement and got all of his toys and brought them back, covered the lady with all of his toys. In other words, he covered her, hadn't he, with his love, trying to make her feel better, making trip after trip. She was literally covered with his love. It's our challenge for today. Start covering people with love. It's easy to cover people with judgment, cover people with condemnation, cover them with guilt, but let's start covering them with love. Why? Because love heals. Love brings down barriers. Love puts people back on their feet. You may not understand someone, but that's okay. Have a wide circle of love. Remember, they're on a journey. Where they are is not where they're going to end up. Krishna is counting on each and every one of us to make a difference in other people's lives. He's counting on us to push them forward, to show them mercy, to be understanding, and to give them the benefit of the doubt. If you'll have this unconditional Krishna love, not only will you help others, but your own life will improve with more joy, more peace, more sweetness. If you have this unconditional Krishna love, I believe you'll overcome every obstacle in this life. And in the next life, go back to home, back to Godhead. If any of that sounds good to you, raise your arms along with me and let's say together, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.